Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast, special quarantine series where we're going to go inside the lives of some of your favorite fighters, personalities, uh, celebrities, some of my friends to see what their lives are like in quarantine. This is obviously a very, very bad situation with this pandemic that we're facing right now. Um, the the it's just so negative and so depressing for all of us. So hopefully this will shed some positivity, get your mind off things for a little bit, and and, and we can talk to some other people and uh, and share some experiences. Um, I do want to say before I start, um, my heart and respect and love goes out to all the doctors and first responders out there that are risking their lives to save other lives. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. You guys are the heroes of our generation. Um, and, and I think I can't say enough about that much respect to you guys, um, and, and much love and strength to everybody that's fighting the coronavirus that, that is in the hospital or that may be in quarantine fighting it. I hope the best for you. This is a beatable virus and I hope that the tide starts turning and the fatality rate goes down and we start surviving more. So anyway, with that being said, before I get too negative, I want to get back into the, the, the positivity here and stay positive, stay strong. Um, today we have an amazing guest as our very first guest on, on this uh, new quarantine series. And it's a unique guest because he's in a very unique quarantine because he's actually trying to fight on an upcoming card, which is like a week away from now. He's training. Uh, he's dealing with this this coronavirus. He's dealing with his family and his kids, and uh, it's a very unique situation. So I think it's going to uh, definitely resonate with everybody. Um, he is one of the greatest welterweights of all time. He's a very good friend of mine who trained with me here in Thailand. Then he went home and trained. He was supposed to fight in England. That got canceled, and now he's been training ever since that fight, and he might be fighting here on, I guess, the new date's April 19th. Uh, it was 18th. I think it's the 19th now, the Gaethje-Ferguson fight. So uh, today's guest is a top contender, one of the greatest welterweights of all time, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, welcome to the show, buddy. Man, how you doing, big dog? Good to talk yeah, to good you. Good to my talk man. to you again, man. Like we were, we were supposed to meet in London. You had the fight scheduled. We were all booked, and and then that just fell through. And uh, you went back to training, and and it looks like you're trying to fight again. Yeah, you know it's funny. Right behind you is something that says London. Yeah, so yeah. that's how far I was know, about. I was about um, to go this far for you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I just trained so hard for this fight, man. You know, I came out there to AK Thailand. Um, I had an amazing pre-camp. I really started off with a bang, and it was the first time in a very, very, very long time. Probably, probably since I was a young fuck that I came into camp in shape. Yeah. Like, when I was younger, when I first got into the sport, I couldn't afford to just do training camps and fight. I had to be ready for last-minute calls. You know how the yeah. game is. When you, when you first get to the sport, you got to be ready for whatever. And I used to always be in shape. And um, I was happy to be able to push myself more in training camp to be able to um, not have to deal with a lot of things that I normally would. Like, when you're not in shape. The first couple of weeks is kind of dangerous yeah. when you're trying to cross train. Your body's out of shape. You're susceptible to injury. This time I felt really confident pushing myself. Yeah, man, that, that sucks. I fell through like that. Um, what was it like going back, having to like restart and and not knowing exactly when you could fight again, and then now possibly trying to get on this other card? Is this card closed off? This is April 18th card or 19th now? I guess is it closed off and off limits or for anyone else, or is it is it still open for? Um, the, 
I mean, I have to take the fans back a little bit for for everybody that don't know. Um, I was four hours away from flying to London, wow. so I was in LA, had my flight, and um, I was about to fly out. And then I got a call from somebody from the UFC, and they was like, "Hey, don't get on the flight. We're canceling your flight. We're going to bring Leon Edwards to the U.S. You're going to fight in the U.S." And part of me is like, what the fuck is going on? But it's also a part of me that was like, I was excited. You know what I mean? I didn't have to do that long travel when I can fight on U.S. soil. Um, I didn't find out that Leon Edwards wasn't going to be able to come into the States until like Wednesday. And we're talking fight. Yeah. So on Wednesday, I'm thinking I'm fighting Leon Edwards. And then that night, they say, like, who do you want to fight? So now I got to go through the rankings and try to pick and choose. And you know what I mean? I trained for a six foot two striker. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it was really just kind of crazy. So it was kind of that was crazy, and I just have not wasted. Uh, I did not want to waste all the hard work. I just didn't want to waste the the state of mind that I was in to go out there and fucking destruct, destructively just run through somebody. So I did what I'm normally not, you know, open to do is consider fighting somebody, fighting on last minute, and fighting a fighter that may not have the name recognition that you know some of the other guys have yeah i saw that you you were uh you were calling out everybody man you you really wanted to fight you were even talking to the uh the fighters that always take the short notice fights you mentioned like nick diaz and, and connor and all these guys like we're all these guys now that, that take these short notice fights because none of them were stepping up so i commend you on that man because it's tough to get ready for a fight training for a specific opponent and then have that opponent fall through and then and then just be so game to take on anybody I and mean, that's that championship mentality you know that champion mentality should i say Especially guys that are better. Yeah, than exactly. You know I mean, when you start talking about fighting guys that are better than the opponents that you set up, that brings um, different. Uh, you know, he didn't bring the ground game that a, that a Nate Diaz would bring. He didn't bring the the composure and just the the swagger that a Conor McGregor would bring to the table. So I just think that that's what the fans really want, and that's what the UFC wants from me. Whether they want to say it or not, they really just want me to want to step up yep. and fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. If you're the baddest man, camp or no camp. If someone ran on my porch right now, I'm supposed to be the big bad fighter to beat them up. And that's kind of how they want you to act, talk, and that's how they want you to select fights. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm mentally there, I just continue to be beaten. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's where that mindset came from. Like, if if, if I was at 50% against Usman, he wouldn't have stood a chance yeah. against me. You know what I mean? I just mentally wasn't there. Now I'm back. And I just, I just feel cheated that... Um, I didn't get a chance on March 21st to show the world that I'm back. Right. And then and then the thing with Kobe, like we don't even know if he, he's healthy with his jaw and everything. Why why is he so persistent on calling you out if he's not going to take the fight? I mean, everyone knows who he is. It's not like he's trying to, to show the world who he is and, 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 and get famous. Like why, why does he just continue to, to every, even, even March 30th, I saw a tweet, uh, he, he was coming at you again. Like why does he keep doing this and just not taking the fight? Uh, he's not coming at me. He's coming at the internet for clickbait. Because yeah. Dana that's said true. that's all. That's I mean, in my phrase, I would say that's all cap. Yeah. Dana, Dana said, you know, that's all games. Kobe don't want to fight you. We asked him a million times. Now, a lot of people don't know this is the fourth or fifth time Corey, I mean, Kobe had declined fighting me, um, fighting me in the UFC. He started his whole entire gig off me. Like, any fighter in the top five, outside of Masvidal and Nate Diaz have really gotten their name yeah. from me. Kamaru Usman's victory over me is the first time anybody gave him any notice. Kobe Covington spent 
a year and a half talking yeah. about me. And 90% of his page means about me. So he literally dedicated his time and having another man name me a mouth that much. You know what I mean? Your testosterone levels are low. You might need some, you know, TRT. <laughs> so when you think about that, you think about, like, now the Gilbert Burns kid and then Leon Networks and then Pontinivio. All these guys, I'm the guy. And these guys would want to make their name off me. And I was trying to make my name off of a fight. Doubling up for a belt at 185. I was trying to make my name off fighting the greatest, um, you know, George St. Pierre. I was trying to make my name off fighting Conor McGregor or one of the Diaz yeah. brothers. So I understand what they're doing. It's so fucking corny at yeah, it, though. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying to watch. And it's just like, at the end of the day, Kobe Covington said he'll fight anybody in the division. But he wants two to five. He asked for five million dollars. So you're supposed to get paid more than Conor McGregor. Yeah. And if you're so confident, why do you need so much more to fight me? Why am I the fight that's going to cost the UFC the same salary they paid 10 other yeah, fighters? Exactly. Because you're scared. He wants to go on record and say, no, I accepted the fight. The UFC just hey, You didn't ask for that to fight Usman. You didn't ask for that to fight Robbie. You didn't ask for that to fight RDA. You didn't ask for that to fight anybody. But you want a premium rate. Of two to five million dollars to fight me, and you've never made two to five million dollars in your yeah. life. You mentioned Santiago. That's, that's you mentioned Santiago real fast, and, and I know he he recently uh, put his name in the hat as well, even saying he would fight you with one arm behind his back. I mean, this, he's twenty-seven and three. Obviously, he has a couple big wins. Uh, Nelson Perry Magny, but like the thing that struck me the most is his background with ATT. Like, is there any kind of bad blood between you guys, or did he just come out of nowhere? Or what? What's the story with you and him? It's like all these guys is funny. I seen Patilivio um at a UFC fight or something and I didn't even know the motherfucker. So I seen him there and he like, Hey, what's up man, how you doing? I know that's so nice. And then I seen Gilbert Burns in, in um Singapore right before I came over to um KK and he was like, Hey man, who's talking to I was talking to him, I was talking to um Kami, um and, and actually Henry Hoof, I was talking to those guys in the elevator, it's very friendly. Yeah. And these guys are fans of mine, man. They, they've been watching me. They think that it's an opportunity because I lost a fight. They think this is the time to try to bite and get me. But this is the time that you're going to get fucked up because mentally I'm fucked up right now. I want to hurt yeah. somebody. I want to put somebody out. I want to I want to break somebody's arm. I want to put somebody in the So you're asking to fight me at the wrong time. You know, if you think I'm old or you think that I'm fucking out of my prime, you got a you got another thing coming. So he was talking about fighting me before, but he turned down a fight against Darren Till. He turned down a fight against some other guys, and he sat out for a while. Then he got injured he for a while. Nobody even yeah. knows you. Like he was on a live feed of ESPN MMA, and they brought him on a live. And I started commenting. Everybody on me said, "Add Tyron, Add Tyron." He literally said, "Hey, my name is Pontinivi." He said, oh, "Okay, thank you for being on." <laughs> Press the X on the top right <laughs> corner. That's it. Yeah. And they got him out of there. So, of course, of course, these guys want to fight. But what I've learned is I gave Leon Edwards the attention, right? He, he tried to, like, come at me. And, and I went back and forth with him for a little bit. When I did that, he gained 2,000 followers. Yeah. So he went from 50,000 to 60,000 because I gave him the time yeah. of that. So I recognize why. You don't see Conor McGregor going back and forth with anybody. Yeah. If they want to say what they want to say, let them believe it. So what I just started doing, I just blocked yeah. them. Not because I care or hurt my feelings, because I just don't 
it's annoying. I just don't want to fucking yeah, look yeah. at it. So the series is obviously what I did this for is focus kind of on, on the, the whole epidemic going on. Everybody's stuck in quarantine. Uh, you're a different situation because most people like myself here in Thailand, they have us scared to death. I mean, we can't go out of the house without masks on. We can't be around people. They've actually blocked off the areas. Like you remember Rawai, Patong, Karan, Chalong. Yeah. The, like the neighborhoods are blocked off. You can't yeah. exit and... and, and uh, I knew they was gonna lock down Patong. There's too many people trying it's, it's, it's too it's too it's too big of a It's crazy here, man. So like I'm trying to find out what's going on with other people and you're you're on a whole different like kind of level because you're actually kind of training, getting ready for a fight. There's actually a real fight about to happen, whether you're in it or not. Uh wh what is your quarantine like? Like what are you doing for quarantine uh as far as staying in shape and, and getting ready and then also being safe and, and protecting yourself? You know, um, my quarantine is a little bit different because um, I got wind that they were doing a lockdown in L.A., yeah. right? So I skated out of L.A. quite real quick, right quick, yeah. I was out. Because I didn't want to be in L.A. and not be able to be with my kids and family. Right. So when I got to St. Louis, um, I'm blessed to have a home gym. So nobody, my whole gym is closed, no students, just like yours, no students, no coaches, no class. And I grant my gym is not as big, you don't have any, as many members, but I can go in there myself. And I clean the gym before I go in, I clean the gym when I go out. So I have a peace of right. mind. I also have a home gym. So this morning, you know, my fucking birthday, I got up, I did five rounds on the back, and I hate the back, and I hate running. And I'm doing all the things I hate. And that's what's keeping my, me mentally yeah. sharp. I went in and I did five rounds on the bag. And I just did I'm fighting the bag like an opponent. I'm looking at it. And I'm I'm throwing the combinations. And I'm slipping. And I'm punching hard. And I'm knowing, okay, I'm tired. This is what I need to do at this point. I need to faint, faint, level change, faint. You know, use my kick. Use my jab. Move around. Use my use my fake to the to the take there. Oh, now I got the gas back. Now get back on the jab. Leading the combinations. You know what I mean? This this opponent does this. This is how I can defend it. And then I'm figuring out I'm problem solving as I'm hitting the bag. You know, this guy that um, Gilbert Burns wants me to fight, he was the same fucking combination. And he's traction people with. And I'm like, okay, let me set four or five different ways to defend that. And when I get one, I feel like, damn, this will work. Then I force myself to do it 10 times as hard as I can with perfect technique on the bag. No matter how tired, no matter if I just did a flurry before then, I forced myself to do that. Now I got money in the bank. I did the same thing with Darren Till. Darren Till kept showing that lead right uppercut left hand. And I drilled pairing up, pairing, um, pairing um, uppercut, slipping to the um, left side. I drilled fading back, slipping to the other side, coming over with the right hand. And I drilled just stepping forward, avoiding the um, uppercut and just going right over the top with it and finishing with the left foot. And then what I ended up using, right when I saw it, it was like slow motion. When you look at it in real time, and look at, oh, shit, the dude, he just threw a lucky punch. No, I saw the uppercut. I fade right. back. I slipped over to my right, I mean, my left. I cracked it with the hand, and I was coming to clean up shop with the left hand, but I didn't need to. It already hit the ground. So that's kind of what I'm doing, and it's not just for if I fight. I don't know if I'm going to fight Gilbert, to be honest. I mean, he's a fighter that just got a name because, quite frankly, he beat Damian Maya, who's clearly done. Yeah. He's already said, I got one more fight. He clearly is not going to fight for any title ever in his life. And his motivation is different. He's older. He's older than me. And he literally has done what he needed to do. And his legacy for what it's going to be is there. 
He's was the number one contender. He went on a crazy win streak. He was probably the best grappler, if yeah. not top five, that's ever fought in the UFC. So that's who he fought, and he clipped, and anybody can get clipped with a shot. You know what I mean? So now he replaced his ranking, and you just fought. That's kind of greedy when you yeah. think about it. You actually are the last card that was able to get get take I mean, happen and take off in that place. And now you want to turn right back around when there's guys like me that haven't fought and other guys that haven't fought. And we don't know. Dan has got a location on lock. He ain't going to tell anybody where it's at. I mean, we're probably going to do fights at this event, and nobody's going to be able to. It's probably going to be NBA signed. Do yeah. not give up the location so that he can keep doing it. ESPN doesn't have to tell you where it's at. It's coming to you live on ESPN. Yeah. Don't don't worry about what it's at. And people are going to watch. So, like, my mind is that my next fight has got to be something that motivates right. me. Like, a fight against Usman, man, fuck. When I just think about that fight, you know, it, it, it just they hurt in the back of my neck. Right. So, Kobe Covington, oh, I, I just want to hurt those him. Fights. I want to hurt him so bad. Because he's so terrible. I, like, I literally used to play games with him. He's the same fighter. So I want to go out there and I want to give him the whooping he deserved because Usman and him for a fight for a very, very high-level fighter with a great IQ, they was just fucking taking punches in the face. Looked like two old men in a nursing home fighting over Jello. They just so happened to have good cardio. Yeah. They just happened to take punches. It wasn't no slipping and checking and countering and kicking and wrestling and punching. And it wasn't that type of masterful fight. Mm -hmm. It was a good fight because they threw a lot of volume and they didn't drop until the last minute. And you, you look at that fight, I think I think I let him get hit by me with a right, right hand. Usman hit him with a straight right hand, tech book, one two jab, jab cross to the back, to the body, to whatever. Imagine me hitting him with seventy percent of my yeah. power. God forbid I hit him with a hundred. He he wishes jaw was broke. His whole face is gonna be broke. His cranium's gonna be halfway cracked. So that's kind of what that motivation. But these other guys, it's not really the motivation. even Leon Evers didn't have the motivation. Yeah. The whole motivation behind the Leon Edwards fight was for me to show the world that I'm back. For me to show everybody else that I can dominate the up-and-coming dude once again, like I did right. with fucking Kelvin Gaston, like I did with motherfucking um, Wonderboy Thompson and Damian Maya and everybody right. else. Um, you know, Darren Till. Darren yeah. These are all guys on win streaks, you know what I mean? Seven, ten to twelve win streaks. And then Usman, I mean, how lucky can you be? I beat five or six of them. It was going to get everybody to watch the card in and fucking add a bad couple soup or some bullshit or just mentally wasn't there. And that was my night. And I got to live with that. But these other dudes, if they don't motivate me like that, they got to pay me. They got to pay me more. They don't have no name. But I didn't even fucking know them. So I need to pay for the risk because if they win, it's great. They move on. They lost to one of their greatest ever. It's a win-win for them. They can't lose right. in this situation. And if I just beat them, oh, my God, Tyron was so great. He hung with him. They're going to forget I won, and they're going to give him right. credit yep. for hanging yep. with me. I got to go and stump the next dude yeah. I fight, no matter who it is. I got to stump Osman. I got to stump Kobe. I got to stump Leon. I got to stump Gilbert. I can't have a close fight. with Only only two guys I can have a, a fight that's kind of close is a Masvidal or, or an ADS because they're OGs, and they got their name – They got their name. Um, they got their name the hard way. They fought the long way. You yeah. know what I mean? These other cats are just all corny as fuck. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Let me flip the camera. How do you feel about it? You go to wait. Came there. People just did it. They didn't really talk about it. 
and you fought like fuck to get to where yeah. you were at. How do you feel about the state of the welterweight division and the fucking shenanigans that's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, everything's different, man. It's it's completely changed. Um, it's completely changed. You know, we just kind of were in kind of like this this just go mode, and and we kind of knew who we were fighting before you know before a previous fight who our next fight would be if we win and and probably who we'd fight if we lose there's a lot less fighters in the ufc i lost you you there no, i know you're on your phone, phone. You... i was trying to sneak a, i was trying to sneak a screenshot but uh i wasn't as sneaky as i, I know you're on your phone you said you, you you broke you broke your laptop <laughs> i was gonna say happy birthday to you man i sent you a happy birthday earlier but thanks for doing the podcast on your birthday man I and you, uh man. i heard you broke your laptop Man, you family, brother. Man. Like, like, it don't stop because you, because you just your birthday, man. I appreciate you having me on. You know, it's been a little minute, so I'm well, glad I appreciate you back. doing it with your phone and everything, just to getting it done. But, but, how was your birthday? How, how did you uh, celebrate? You know, it started off rough. Like I told you, my laptop <laughs> got sucks, broke. Man. My, um, my son decided to take it upon himself to grab my laptop to do his homework. He had two other computers with him, so I think he. He had like two or three computers down in the play area, and my daughter's throwing balls around like she's supposed to. It's a play area, and she threw it and just basically snapped the front of my oh, monitor. Man. So my my MacBook was just was crushed. So I had to go in the bathroom, girl, because they're yeah, kids. Yeah. He's nine. You don't know. <laughs> I let him use it yesterday, so he probably think it's you know cool. She's just throwing a ball. She didn't do it on purpose. But yeah, it was just it's like. Like I use everything as something like for yeah, a fight. Yeah, you know what course. I mean? Like that that could be the referee bringing me. That can be the referee bringing me up too soon. I just took the dude down. I was about to, you know, hit elbows, and he brought us up. You know what I mean? I gotta be able to compose myself. I got on the treadmill. I was running, right? I was running. I was running, and then everybody kept calling me, and I'm like, why I get mad? I should be happy. These people calling me because they they care about me and they want to wish me happy birthday. But it was messing up. The video I was watching film on two guys on my right. fight. I was watching film as I was running, so then I had to get mad yeah. at that. So I, my son helped me. He put the phone and do not disturb and all that stuff. So then I got back on the treadmill. Like, okay, that, what if I got poked in the eye and the fighter kicked in the balls? You know what I mean? Don't get too bent out of shape that you got off the treadmill for thirty seconds. Like you know what I mean? It can be a thirty second break in the fight, but that's the way I think about stuff. So I did that and I just took the day over. I got on working out. And I think I was like 186, something yeah. like that, when I got done. And that's normally, if I ever go into fight week, yeah, 186, yeah. my coaches, boy, they yeah. happy because they, they know it's going to be an easy week. But after I drank like a half gallon of water, I was 186, which means I was probably 182 fresh out the sauna. So I'm just thankful, man, that, that I've been finding ways to just mentally, because really to this point, I may not even need a person in front of me, to be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, my coach is going to come in. You know what I mean? We're going to train, but it's all right here. I've been in so many fights. I've been in so many wars in and out of the gym, been in there with the greats. And I feel like if I'm mentally there, I got enough skills to fall back on. I got enough reaction to fall back on, enough experience to fall back on. And a, a good enough IQ in the sport, that nobody's going to beat me. You mean just to like... You know just, what I mean? From a preparation standpoint, not from all I'm shit. You know what I mean? Everybody under me. It's like from a pure and sheer jiu-jitsu level, like 
I'm not going to get, like, I'm not Mikey Davis, and I'm not these other guys that Gilbert submitted. You know, I'm a black belt. Yeah. Just, like, you know, I may not be the Chip Lennon, Eddie Bravo, ankle locking, heel hooking, wheel spinning, you know, flying, headlock thrower, but you're not going to just hit me with no redneck and shuffle armbar without a fight. You're not going to probably take me down to get yeah. me there. I mean, I got the, the, the best takedown defense in the um, post-fight history yeah. right now. So when you think about that, you think about who's going to match me for speed, who's going to match me for power, who's going to be as as sharp as I am when I'm on. When I'm on, I'm a problem to anybody. So that's what I got to keep reminding myself. And um, I'm just in a good place, man. It's a good chance I'm going to be fighting April 18th. Oh, you think so? Again, I'm going to take today. Last night I said, yeah, last night. I mean, it's not open to everybody's job, but they told me pretty much the card is done. But if I want to fight, they'll, they'll put me in. So I hope so, man. It's kind of on me, and I was going. I, I prayed about it last night, and I don't feel real clear in any direction. So I'm gonna pray about it again tonight, and I'm gonna wake up in the morning. And I'm training as if. Hey, what's up, guys? Sorry for the break, but I want to take a second here to thank our sponsor, uh, my baby, aka Thailand. As most of you know, I've had to shut the doors uh, temporarily for uh, for training. Uh, at AK Thailand, and it actually, we're, we're actually completely shut down now. Uh, government mandated here in Thailand. Um, Ten years of building the gym, uh, having such a great group of people coming through there all the time. Um, it's obviously the best decision. It's obviously the best choice. Uh, Thailand's taking some very, very strict uh, uh, mentality, attitude, and force towards this this pandemic, and 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 slowing it down if not ending it especially here in phuket and then in thailand in general um and it's 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 tough to go through but i know we're going to definitely see some big improvements soon and, and the gym will be open uh hopefully within a month or two i i think that's really going to happen um but i want to thank everybody for the support i miss all of you guys coming in here um it, it, you know thinking about the gym and, and and the days of training and and how it was before i mean we had a record setting january a record setting february we had a great march up until the 15th record setting march until the 15th and then we had to close the doors i think uh, a few days later than that so it was it was great everything couldn't have been better and then this thing hit and then we had to shut the doors on that so um, due to all the messages and the comments on my Instagram and AK Thailand's Instagram and the DMs and the emails, a lot of you guys are planning on coming uh, back to training as soon as this quarantine's over. I know you guys are getting stir crazy in your houses and, and you want to get back here and train and, and, and be in paradise. And, and it's going to be in high season, probably closer to high season when this thing is end, ending over done sorry uh and so what i decided to do was take 30 percent off on any pre-bookings so we are doing this for a limited time i've allocated a certain amount that we're gonna do at 30 percent off and then we're gonna have to shut it down because obviously we'll be losing uh, you know a third of our revenue for for that amount that we're allocating for this special but right now we we have plenty of room left so if you want to pre-book your training if you're planning to come to thailand and train this is the best deal you're going to have at 30 percent discount we've already updated the website um, all you have to do is go to akthailand.com go to the pricing page it's all set up at 30 percent discount already any group training session or, or class sorry uh, any group training class um it you know we obviously can't discount 
the stuff that we don't have the markup in and, and the accommodations and the motorbikes and stuff like that, the travel packages, but all the group classes. So whether you want to do a week, a month, a year, however long you want to train, um, you can save 30% as of right now until we get to that point. Um, to that budget limit that, that we're setting on this thing. Uh, and like I said, we have plenty of room right now. So take advantage of it. And uh, this is for you guys that want to come back and, and give you guys something to look forward to. I know once you book that, you guys booked so far in advance. We get guys that are booking six months, eight months, a year in advance. So I know you guys enjoy booking your training and then looking forward to it. I've been coming to Thailand for like 20 years. And every time I booked that flight, I was excited. Like once that flight was booked, I had a hotel. Sometimes I didn't have a hotel. I was excited to, to get there. And I was, you know, that gave me something to look forward to. So uh, I'm going to help you guys out and give you an additional 30% discount on that booking. And then you guys can stay excited and, and, and know that when this quarantine is over, and we beat this crisis and get out of this pandemic that you can come and you can enjoy Thailand, enjoy AK Thailand, um, and you can do it at a discount. So again, that's akthailand.com. If you have any questions, just email us at info at akthailand.com. Thank you. I know you're training hard and obviously there's a lot of stress with this pandemic and it's a horrible crisis going on. Everybody's trying to stay away and, and, and kind of like quarantine and stuff. Um, if you get this fight, obviously you deserve it. You've been training so hard for so long for this one. Um, if you don't get this fight, or even if you do get this fight after this fight, what what would it take you to stop training and and take a break and just stay safe? Like like how big does this thing have to get to scare you enough to just stay away from people? Because like living in Thailand where I'm at right now, they have us so scared. Like we're, we're we we ha- I think we're getting fined six hundred dollars if we walk out if they see us on the street without a mask on i think it's a it's six hundred dollars right now twenty thousand yeah. so we're, we're scared like we think everybody has corona so it's like when is it gonna when will it be too scary for you to start or keep training and and continuing to just not hey i was scared like that before i left remember? yeah you were when I, when I was, I was you were scared about I was london thinking about coming back remember like you actually you asked me when it's gonna get it was there already <laughs> Like when I was talking to you, because the original plan was to come out and do pre-camp, but I had such a great experience out there, and it was I was just such in, in the zone. It was you know you guys were amazing. The facility was dope. I great training, and you know the food was amazing. I was ready to roll. So my goal was to come back, and then the pandemic just made me. I didn't feel safe, and and I'm glad. I'm not saying I would have, you know, got the coronavirus through traveling yeah. there. Once I got there, I felt like I was going to be okay. But getting there, man, like, on the way back, it was scary, man. Like, that was the, the week when the week when I went back, that was the first peak. It really blew up, yeah. remember? So everybody on the plane was trying to get the fuck out of Asia. And it was like, they all was on my flight. And I was like, God damn, everybody here. Which Somebody got the shit, you know? Asian, American, black, white, green, purple, everybody to me had it. So for 20 hours, I put a blanket over my head and I went to sleep. But Tyron, listen. So to answer your question. Oh, go ahead. Go, 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 go ahead. Now I was going to answer your question. If I get this fight, um, I'm going to keep training because I don't want to get out of shape, man. That shit's a good, man. That shit is hard, man. I appreciate you because that fucking bike sucks. Yeah. <laughs> And you did that damn bike workout. I was, I was dying in the past session and all of that stuff. You, you, and you don't, you don't have to. Like, you probably, you probably like, damn. Like, should I fight? Like I'm all this shit. I'm right back in shape. But, but, but I appreciate you because I don't want to have to 
do that from scratch again. Yeah. So luckily, my my sixteen year old son, he's in good shape and he's been running. He's been doing the aerodyne circuit with me as well. And um, so I, I probably won't get out of shape like that, like I was when I came to AK. But I am going to chill out a little bit. I'm eating some fucking cheese, and you know what I mean. I might, I might do the experience. Oh, the experience, man. I miss that, dude. So if, if anybody doesn't know, the experience is when you go to like a place like Starbucks like we did, and you just basically, you have a couple people, and you just buy everything that's in the in the little Danish area. And then like get your coffee, and then you just buy every yeah. Danish, and then you just put on the table, at least enough to fill the table. And then you just, everybody just splits everything. Yeah. And that was, that's still one of my favorite days, man. Yeah. That's, that's still one of my favorite days with you. You got to get a little piece of everything. Yeah. Well, you got to get the whole experience. Real piece of everything. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So yeah, so you're gonna stay training. But I cut you off. What were you gonna say? I was, gonna I was say gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Well, at least it's an even playing field. First, I was gonna say that I know you're, you were talking about getting out of Asia, but Asia, because of these crazy crackdowns like Thailand's doing right now, Asia's got a good grasp on this thing. Like it's it's starting to slow down. Yes. And, and shockingly, America's the epicenter right now. I mean, there's 400,000 cases, you know, uh, 13,000 deaths. I mean, that's that's over four times 9-11 already, and it's just getting started. I mean, all the experts yeah. are saying it hasn't even came close to the peak yet, so it's scary there now. Now now America's the scary yeah. place, um, but at least you're on an even playing field because I, I know you, and, and from us training together, you can focus on, uh, like you said, mentally training and just getting in good shape having just one training partner or maybe sometimes none, but still getting your workout because you have the skill set and you have the mentality. You yeah. just got to get your body in shape. You got to hit the bag hard. You got to hit the pads hard. You got to get the, yeah. get the physical, you know, endurance and strength. So you're at least on an even playing field. And I think you're more prepared than most people to train alone because I feel like you already have what they're still trying to get with that experience and that they need those sparring rounds. They need those people less than you do, I think. So I think, if you do train by yourself or with less people, this is a good time for you to fight and shine. You know, if you can get to, get on this in April nineteenth card or or a recent card. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, and I think uh, I started alone. Like I brought Dean and Duke in full time in twenty fifteen before Kevin Gaston yep. fight. I didn't tell people this because I wasn't proud of it, but I was training myself my entire career. From 2005 into 2015, for 10 years, I was doing it by myself. It, it's it's a it's a wonder on how I was able to, to to compete at that level, you know, all those years. But I was just so internally motivated. That's why, like, I don't need a lot of external motivation because if you know what I'm thinking about when I'm training, you're like, I don't, you know, this guy's motivated. So I don't need those. I don't need to go out there and get beat up. I've been beat up. I've beaten people up in the gym. I've been in crazy hard sparring sessions. I've been in light sparring sessions where I just basically had to work on volume. So I've been kind of through everything. I need the sparring, but if there's one caliber, like like as a fighter, if you know your ground game is garbage, why do you keep trying to look cute on the mitts all day? Yeah, right. Get on the yep. ground. Put somebody on your back. And, fi and find a way out of get yourself caught in the armbar. Get yourself caught in the guillotine choke. Put yourself in uh, a mount position where you're on the bottom. Put yourself in those bad case scenarios where you, if you get here in a fight, currently with the skills that you got, you're going to yeah. lose. So put yourself there. So for me right now, it's not really a, a, a situation. It's mentally am I really driven? Mentally am I motivated? Did I allow the politics and did I allow the stuff? 
that's outside the octagon to take the love away from it right. from me. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm doing. I feel back in love with mixed martial arts. I feel back in love with it being okay to have sweat dripping in my eyes and my nose, like, needing to blow my yeah, nose. Yeah. Like, I'm OCD. You uh, are, yeah, too. Both, uh... That's one thing. <laughs> like, I, I would be like, oh, my God, I'm sweating too much on the treadmill. Oh, my God, like, I'm sweating too much on the mat. Like, I would literally let that stop me from going yeah. hard. And I remember one time I said to you, you said, Tyron, don't worry about that, dude. Go and then you know at the end of it it'll be clean. And then I said yeah. fuck it. So that's kind of change, what I'm dealing with. You, like like dumb stuff like my hoodie is moving the wrong way. Like I'll find a way to like try to have everything. Yeah, perfect. you change shirts like three <laughs> times or four times during a session. And I was like, Yeah, don't worry, man. Well, as yeah, long as you're yeah. not slipping, we have cleaners that is gonna clean the mat or whatever. But you do change shirts a lot, man. You train hard, man. Yeah. You were you were killing it, you lost a lot of weight and you were getting yeah. in great shape for that the time you were at AK Thailand. I lost, I lost 15, I don't know if I told you, but I lost 15 pounds. Yeah, that's crazy, there. man. You were, you were killing it, though. I, I mean, it's no pounds. surprise. I came out there at 205, and I got there, like, I left there at, like, the low 90s. I got there at 205. Yeah. So I have to ask you real fast, uh, whether you are yeah. on this card or not, uh, obviously the main event, or, or temp, the, the main, I guess it is the main event now announced, um, is Justin Gaethje versus Ferguson. What, what are your thoughts on that fight? How do you see that fight going? I think Gaethje gonna knock think him so, out. Think so, huh? Yeah, Gaethje. Gaethje got um, he got that old form strength, that old somebody that's been bailing, freaking working at the steel mill. He got power. <laughs> he has. He, He's crazy, he, he, man. He leads you. He makes you feel like he's a sloppy bro. Yeah. But when you, when anytime I had him at a desk and I've talked to him, dude yeah, is yes. sharp, man. Dude is real sharp. And I'm not saying Tony's not sharp, but Tony was training for Khabib. Somebody that doesn't have the power, you know, to just knock you out, but he has a pressure, he has a wrestling. And when you get on top, then he, surprisingly, most of his power shots come from the top position. But this guy is going to walk in, he's going to take punches, and he's going to throw back punches. And we've seen both guys hurt, and we've seen both guys endure. Yeah. And I think if it goes into the fourth or fifth round, Tony was prepared to fight. A five-round fight, not just any five-round yeah. fight. Khabib was king, so he was training to fight a machine. So you know, Tony Cardio is going to be through yeah. the roof. Gaethje knows he doesn't have that. So what do you think he's going to do? He's going to try yeah. to get it done in the first three rounds. And if anybody can take a shot to give a shot, it's Gaethje. Uh, I was just watching a fight, um, a rerun of Edson Barbosa, mm -hmm. and he just caught him on the end of that punch. And you know, he punches kind of like Scott Smith used to yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day. And then he just finds a way to get there, man. He'll get in there and kick your leg out. And um, I just, I just think of the Edson Barbosa fight, which is a long, long guy. That if you if you step away from game with your hands down, you never know when he's gonna come over top of the shot. And I remember Lando Venata having a very, very um, good fight against him in the open round. You know, he hurt Tony, and had he had the conditioning and shape he may have actually won that yeah. fight. So now to see Gaethje, who punches harder than Lando, get a crack at him, nothing to lose, you know what I mean? No pressure on his back, no 12 weeks to overthink right. it, overprepare, overwatch film. He's like, fuck it, shit. You gonna pay me what? Good, I'm in, let's yeah. do it. You know I mean? My take on that too is the same, man. I think I think Ferguson's an amazing fighter, amazing win streak. His fortitude, his mentality, his his you know 
his toughness is 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 at the top level, top tier. Um, I do think he is a little sloppy and open at times, and I think that's where Gaethje's going to come in because Gaethje throws so many punches and so many strikes with such power from all different angles. It takes just one of them getting in. And, and it's like that can crush you. So yeah. it's an interesting fight, to say the least. Like, I'm definitely excited to see it. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you, man. I, I, I do think – Ferguson I, would benefit from watching you cover your fights. Yeah. Ferguson's built like you. He would benefit from watching because you fought a tenacious way, but it was technical and it was strategic. Yeah. You were like a strategic pressure yeah. fighter. Like, sometimes, you know, he gets away with it because guys don't have reach. He got away with it on Anthony Pettis, yep. switching stances and cutting them off. He got away with it. And he knows he he knows he has a chin. And he'll jump to the legs and go in all his jiu-jitsu positions because guys are scared that they're going to get caught. He'll go or neck crank. But if you watch some of your stuff, I think Tony Ferguson can really take his game to the next level just because that's the, you are a pressure fighter. You came down here with the shit. But you came downhill through the middle, through straight punches, mm-hmm. through combinations, through counters. You know, you defended shots and you always made – it was always your hand getting slapped at the cookie yeah. jar. Nobody ever stuck their hand in the cookie jar to get a cookie and then yeah. get their hand slapped. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just time that I think guys get away with hitting them and they don't have a – you know, they don't have a um, – you know, they don't have to pay the consequence. Yeah. Well, that's – man, thanks, man. I appreciate the uh... – the, the compliment i take that as a compliment but uh anyway man i don't want to keep you for too long i know it's your birthday and it's late and uh i appreciate you taking this and being my first guest of my corn my quarantine Aaron series <laughs> having birthday parties hey let me tell you something funny i i ain't getting to the full story i had the fire the fireplace on like and i'm thinking i'm being all romantic with myself you know what i mean <laughs> I didn't pull the thing to let the smoke go oh, up the shutter. so my whole house right now is yeah, you that's yeah that's why i'm outside so I got all the windows open, and I'm, like, pushing, trying to push the smoke out. Oh, don't, don't, don't be breathing <laughs> that stuff, man. And stay safe, man. This this corona thing is it's getting, like, 30,000 cases in the U.S. a day, man. So stay safe as you can when you're not training and, and when you're out, buddy, because I don't want to see you or I don't want to see anybody I know get this stuff, man. Like, I, I hope and, and I want to see everybody, obviously, yeah, uh, get better and, and heal up. So uh, stay safe, man, and I appreciate you. I'm massing gloves while I go to that store. That's all I do. You're doing what? I don't go anywhere else. I'm going to the store, masks, gloves, yeah. and then when I get done, I bring the groceries in. Everything gets yeah. wiped down with disinfectant wipes. <laughs> Luckily, I had a gym, so I had a lot of disinfectant wipes in my gym. So everything in here with that. And um, my kids are washing their hands until they ashy Larry. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I, I think everybody's doing that. So, man, thanks. So good talking to you, man. Thanks thanks again for being my first guest on this new series. And, uh, man, I look forward to seeing you fight. I know you've been training for a long time, man. It seems like forever when you were at AK Thailand and you went through that, then you went home and trained, then you, you know, then the fight fell through in London, then you've been training ever since then. I think you're definitely due for a fight, and yeah. I think you're going to put on a hell of a performance when you do. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll be watching from a distance. I can't go anywhere. I'm, I'm trapped. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you, brother. All right, dude. You take care. Have a good night. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, my man. You too. I right, see ya. Thank <laughs> you.